So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world eliminate their desire for alcohol by claiming themselves as author of their own life. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my Stop Drinking and Start Living program that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules of what you thought was possible and the profound journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so excited that you are here. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful week and you're smelling the roses and you're here to feel inspired and to get on with your day with just some new thoughts, new invigoration. And that's something that, you know, I, when I listen to my coach and and her podcast, that it is like, I can get that, you know, one new thought that can last me for the whole week, it's important to write it down and it's important to create thoughts that are really resonant with you. So I hope that this serves and that you're just having a lovely, lovely time. And and if you're not and you're feeling a little low or a little down, just know that to be with yourself as you are is all part of a process of getting back to love, a process of getting back to where you feel more connected. And today we are going to talk about alcohol as a catalyst for connection, because ultimately that is really what the human wants. We want to feel connected to self. We want to feel connected to source. We want to feel connected to the other. We want to feel like we belong. And when we feel a lack of connection, which alcohol can also do, which is why one of the reasons that you're here. And so now we are in conflict with our beliefs, right? We have this belief structure, a doctrine around alcohol 
And we can feel the physical um, reality of disconnection after a night of drinking and and even start to, you're starting to realize that the connections that you are making to your life, to the other, aren't as meaningful and aren't as deep as you want them to be, but you're not quite sure how to get there, right? But I digress. The, the, if you are feeling in any moment disconnected and, you know, in a place of um, just feeling lower or resistance, I'll just say negative emotion, know that there is so much magic in that place. And this is, you know, what I teach so much is the school of emotions. How can we befriend our emotions? How can we be with ourselves to see the thoughts that are arising, right? Where we need more comfort, where we can connect with that part of ourself to relieve some of that strain, to relieve some of that strife. And really, sometimes so much of our states of despair or distress come from fear, come from that fear of not being connected, not being seen, not being part of something, not being heard, not knowing where we fit in, right? But when we can move towards it and really truly try to understand it and befriend it and hold all of ourselves so sweetly is when we build that inner resilience, Right. And it doesn't always feel like there were these courageous warriors. But in those times of holding yourself sweetly, you will generate the start to generate those muscles of resilience that you need. But you have to practice it and you have to become aware of it. It's like, it's not enough anymore just to say, whatever, I, you know, I was hungover. It's like, no, now there's a difference. It's, it's this deep disconnection with yourself and you know that you're moving, the alcohol is taking you further and further away from the direction you want to go. And sometimes we don't really understand like why it once worked and why it didn't, but all you need to know is that you're changing. You're changing and you're growing in something that once worked for you doesn't anymore, right? And it's as simple as knowing that and knowing that you are here seeking a new solution. And so that is what I want to talk to you about today is that alcohol is the catalyst for connection. A catalyst is a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change, right? So the alcohol, right, is the substance that we think creates the rate of this chemical reaction between two people connecting. A connection is a relationship in which a person, a thing or an idea is linked and associated with something else. So essentially you're also connecting through that link of alcohol. That is how you're associating. But what it ultimately does is it changes your thoughts that create a lack of connection, right? Because the reason that you we use this catalyst of alcohol is to lower our inhibitions, to lower and to quiet the thinking that has us feeling un- discomfort, that has us feeling thoughts that were not enough, thoughts of insecurity. I don't know what to say. I'm nervous around this new person. Will they like me? All of this subconscious thinking that's creating discomfort. But what happens is then everything kind of stays at a surfaced level. And then the reason that you're 
the, the, the catalyst that is the connection, right? It's lowering your inhibition. So you're having potentially thinking you're having the conversations easier, but you're connecting also then over this thing that is alcohol, which is basically what you're saying now that we have in common. We have in common that we are drinkers, that we, we, we connect. This is the way in which we connect, right? Like when you really break it down. Now, there's no judgment here. This is, this is the way that the world has been taught to connect, right, is through alcohol. It's just not working anymore. We're seeing the need to go deeper. We're seeing the need to see the individual and, and become more, more intimate, more vulnerable with one another because it's, the it's the the fear of vulnerability right that is that creates so many more problems than is really necessary it's just accepting that we are human and as an advocate for the human experience we just have to to come to the understanding that we all have emotions we all have insecurities we all have these same fears and that's why we're connecting over this this one thing this this alcohol right and you know even maybe talking about the qualities of alcohol is just such a surfaced experience it doesn't there's when we when we do it we aren't really left with more we may have had a connection we may really like someone we may have bonded with someone but why we did that wasn't the alcohol being human is the real catalyst that we need for connection. It's the only catalyst we need for connection. So that can be your thought to take into this week is being human is the only catalyst for connection that I need. Okay. So what ultimately really creates connection or relationship? Like what do you want the the qualities of a strong connection or a relationship to be? Do you want them to be yourself on not being authentic, lowering your inhibitions, the, maybe the person that you're with not saying what they really feel, not really getting to see the true version of themselves, right? So for me, what creates a strong relationship or connection is communication, our ability to communicate and share and be honest, trust, understanding, listening, giving, receiving. And again, we feel like it's easier initially to do those things with alcohol, but it stays at that surface level and we never learn how to create new thoughts that create a new experience, right? Or so we only stay in those limiting beliefs. We just continue to believe that I don't have anything to say, that I can't connect socially without, um, you know, without feeling nervous and I'm going to always be awkward, right? So we, so alcohol reinforces those beliefs that those are actually true. And it's only easier initially But when they stay surfaced, you stay right where you are, right? Right where that thought ends and you never give yourself a chance to see if it is actually hard to connect without alcohol or how much fun you can have without alcohol or how creative you can be. When you put people in a room together, 
I mean, now maybe people just sit on their phones, but if you were to take people's phones away, no alcohol, put people in a room together, like people are going to get creative. People are going to have conversations, right? But we're so polarized in our thinking and we only focus on the surface that we're not going to have anything with com- in common with someone, right? And what I know about connection is that when we're face-to-face with the human, all of those social conditioned ideas, they don't exist in the individual, right? They might exist on a surface level, but when you meet someone, you're not looking at the polarity. You're not looking at your differences. You're looking for your similarities, right? And we think that we can connect through alcohol and that's our similarity, but is that how you really want to associate? Well, we like each other because we both like to drink. Maybe, but how far does that go, right? How satisfying can that be in the long term? Because we know alcohol creates a short term, it's a short term unsustainable catalyst for a pleasure response, right? The alcohol itself doesn't create a a long-term joy or satisfaction in your life. It's just a catalyst to release dopamine in in your body, to release endorphins. So when you can do that from the inside by creating real connection, and we know real connection does, is a catalyst for the release of pleasure, right? But when we're only seeing it through the lens of alcohol, we think we need the alcohol to get the endorphins through connection. But all we really ever needed was the human. So here's a way to understand what do you know about connecting, right? Let's just drop the alcohol story. And we think about these social situations where we're not maybe in our comfort zone. We're not where we're where we're working. We're not where we're having to meet other parents um, through you know school with our children, or where we have this like other distraction. Maybe going to a gym or a yoga class where you know that's the other common denominator. But you can use all of those skills that you build in those other areas and apply them to just like going to a party, to just go going to a gathering, to going to a barbecue where maybe there's not like another event, right? Um, I wrote an email a couple of weeks ago about going to a walking through a brew fest. Now, Matthew and I engage in lots of activities where alcohol is involved because we like to do fun stuff and alcohol is neutral and it doesn't inhibit our experience. This particular vibe though, we were just, we were in uh, downtown Bend, Oregon, and we were walking around the riverfront. Emmett was riding his bike and we heard like some music and a bunch of people and like food carts and stuff. So we walked over the bridge and we were going back to our car and we kept walking and I was kind of looking for like something to drink maybe. And I just you know, the energy, right? When you're on the outside of alcohol and we've all been there where you've been around in an environment where people are drinking and you're not. And this is the thing, like, I'm not uncomfortable in environments where there's alcohol because I'm triggered to drink. I'm I'm sometimes uncomfortable in environments where there's alcohol because the energy is very scattered. It's very... um it's not grounded. There's not, there's not an intentionality behind it, right? And not to say this is a hundred percent and there's I'm not like casting a wide net here, but from this particular scene, this brew fest, right? It's like this facade of like being connoisseurs when everyone's like red-faced and loud, and you could feel the energy 
of just kind of like chaotic energy and it just didn't feel warm. It didn't like people weren't looking, you know, smiling. It was just kind of this intention of day drinking and getting, you know, getting drunk, right? Tasting as much beer as you can. Now, I'm not saying that was everyone's intention and were there connections that were made there? Absolutely. But the, the alcohol was the excuse when all they ever really needed was the person and maybe some background music and a, a snack to have, right? So we got through there and I didn't feel extremely uncomfortable, although I wasn't, I didn't want to go search for like maybe a kombucha and go look for, I didn't want to hang out in that environment. We've been to a lot of festivals. We've been to a lot of concerts. We've been to a lot of gatherings where people are drinking and there's usually enough of a split of energy or a higher vibrating energy that is feels like okay to be around alcohol. Um, and we're focused on, you know, either we've gotten dressed up and we're in costume and there's other people there. And, um, you know, there's the intention of being um, very accommodating and inclusive of like, this isn't just, we're not just here to drink. Like we usually go to places even where there's alcohol, where that's not the only intention. With a brew fest, it's kind of the only intention is we're here to drink, right? In whatever capacity. So what I want you to do is if you ever have to go to a brew fest, A, you can just decide that this isn't for me anymore. Um, Like that's just not how I want to connect. But the other thing that you can do is for you to really look at What's one thing that you feel confident about with connecting, right? Everyone's job in some way has some form of connecting with people, right? Whether you work from home and you have to connect with your teammates, right? People that you work with or you have a a boss you have to connect with. If you work by yourself on your own, chances are you have customers that you have to connect with or clients. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you have people in the world that you have to connect with through your children, right? Like there's, or even, you know, your partner or medical professionals, like there's people that we connect with. So look at the the way that you have to connect with other people most of the time in your life, right? Most of the time it's through someone's job. What is the skill that you have there already, right? My ability through the work that I do is to listen, right? I can get curious and ask questions and listen, I can get excited and about what I've got going on and share. So all you need to do is focus on the one skill that you already have. And if you feel awkward and uncomfortable in a lot of social situations, think about what do people come to you for, right? So you can also look at that. What is something that people often come to you for, whether it's through work or personally, right? And a lot of times I I gather people, right? So people come to me when there is a community, right? They they feel safe in knowing that even if they don't know anyone that I that they've they've trust that I curate like a warm welcoming environment. 
So I know I can do that even just with my energy, right? I can create a warm, welcoming environment by just thinking about how can I be welcoming? How can I invite someone into my space? Now that doesn't even have to be said with words. That can be said with your posture, with a smile, with a deep breath, with just thinking about something else outside of yourself, right? So when you think about connecting, Think about the skill that you already have of the ways you connect with people. Think about the ways that people come to you. What do they come to you for often? What do they, where do they feel comfortable around you for? Your children, your partner, the people that you work with. And then I want you to take that and use that as your catalyst for connection the next time you're in a social setting. So I want you to challenge yourself and generate some evidence that you already have the skills that it takes. It's growing your awareness and shifting your perspective of how to apply some of these principles to your life. And if you want to practice this on a daily basis until you get really good at it and get feedback when you have mind drama and get feedback when you fail, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program where we practice these skills on a daily basis, where you can get one-on-one feedback on a daily basis because it's much simpler than you think. It's simply a shift of perspective. So looking this week at how is alcohol really a catalyst for connection? What kind of connections do you really want to create? Do you want to only connect through the similarity of sharing that I am a drinker or why are you ready to go deeper, right? And I know that's why you're here. You're really ready to go deeper, find more meaning, find more connection outside of just the surface level of you know where the thoughts end at alcohol. And when we end and we we think we've tried everything and we think we the belief system is just in place and that's the way that it's always going to be. We never give ourselves a chance to learn and have a learning curve, right? Everything has a learning curve. But like I talked about on last week's episode, that learning curve is through action and even through simulating action. Enjoy. I hope this serves and have a wonderful week. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Reach out if you have any questions. Way, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program. It is the last time you will ever have to start the process of stopping again. It's your opportunity to learn a new way of life, free of the burdens of alcohol, and find out what's possible when you no longer have the desire to drink. With lifelong access and unlimited live support from me, you will never be left wondering about the how. All you have to know is that you are ready for change. I teach you how to build the clarity, confidence, and commitment you need to be authentically you without alcohol in any situation. It's time to answer the calling of your highest self. Register today by following the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and I will see you on the inside.